free men need to be able to protect their families. It's really sad to see people hurt, livelihoods destroyed, even homes destroyed, just to make a political point. Free men take action when churches face heartbreaking attacks. And while cowards stand idle, free men run towards the sound of gunshots when children are in danger. I'm so thankful for free men who stand ready with the tools of liberty. Five Laugh Feast Network, Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the Water Boys. Good to be with you. Yes, and I'm I'm wearing a hat because our corporate sponsor. This is a corporate sponsor show. We're, we're doing a shameless corporate sponsor show on on real estate, though. So it's it's shameless, but it's on real estate. I, I thought that was oh, legit. I thought that one looked like you. As, as you guys know, Story Story Real Estate is one of our I corporate did, partners. I didn't pick and it. We love having our corporate partners, and one of the reasons, one of the things that we do with our corporate partners is we try to pick corporate partners in particular industries. Yeah, uh, because you know we got our. We got our ammo. We got our armor yeah. corporate partner. We have our... <laughs> taking, legit. He's taking pictures, pictures of Saudi. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, just going to suck you that right, right now. Thank you. Appreciate it. Styled perfectly. It is. Right. Just for uh, me. Gravity Jacks in the, in the technology app, yeah. uh, uh, website building business, ARVR. And so, uh, and, and we think what we want to do is kind of present in our corporate partnerships, kind of uh, yeah. the, the, the representative industries that we think Christians should be working with and kind of as we build the Christian economy yeah. uh, and everything. So we're very grateful for Natalie and Chris being here on yes. the show. Really appreciate you guys. And of thank course, we guys. appreciate you guys' support and everything. Yeah. So thank you. So um, turn off your notifications, Gabe. And remember <laughs> that home is, is where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world. Finding the home that's perfect for your family is a big job. Story Real Estate is Moscow's top real estate team. They give people real estate advice actually all over the country, from family homes to investments, land, new construction, as well as commercial. They know real estate. If you've ever thought about a move to Moscow uh, or anywhere in the country, actually, you should reach out to a Story Real Estate agent. Wherever you're going, mm-hmm. they can help guide you hey. And if, you, and if you move to Moscow and you buy over a million dollar house, they split the uh, commission with us. So, <laughs> is that, that do they know I, that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they know. I just think they claimed it live on air. I mean, oh, like, wow. <laughs> Storyrealestate.com. Ignore whatever Gabe just said. Saving yeah. up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Chris and Natalie, thanks for coming back on, on Cross Politics. It's, it's great to have you guys again. Yeah, thanks for having thanks us. It's been a year, right? Yeah, I, I, it feels like it was just like a couple weeks ago. But That's I how I felt. Almost yeah. a year. Yeah, because I was actually pregnant with our littlest, but we hadn't announced anyone yet. And you said two kids, and I was like, yeah, ish. (laughs) That you know about. (laughs) In Jesus' name. Yeah, that's great. Well, so um, I think, I mean, I think uh, this is actually a really timely uh, opportunity to talk with you guys. I I mean, there's always, I think people are often watching real estate market, interest rates. This is a, this is, it's constantly in a lot of people's minds. And we're a family show. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know what that has to do with what we're talking about. A lot about, of families yeah, tuning in. Yeah. A lot of know, families maybe, are tuning yeah. in and they're thinking about real estate. Um, so uh, maybe I think it'd be helpful if maybe we start kind of big picture. Mm. Um, I know that you guys, you know, the ad I just read, I mean, it, you guys are helping people actually all over the country in different respects. Um, so what are you seeing nationally, maybe first? And um, 
And then, um, and specifically, you know, is this like, you know, run for the, um, you know, the, the tall grass hide, you know, um, buy a bunch of gold and put it under your bed or Bitcoin, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Um, or, I mean, is that the moment we're in or what are you seeing? Um, is there opportunities? And then maybe we can zoom in particularly to some of the local market stuff. Totally. What are you guys seeing? Yeah. I mean, uh, basics, what's going on in the market, interest rates are up, right? The fed federal reserve is trying to combat inflation and the mortgage interest rates interact with the federal funds rate. They don't go one-on-one, but often the uh, mortgage interest rates will follow the federal funds rate. Sometimes the federal funds rate will follow mortgage interest rates. Sometimes they interact inversely. Recently, as the Fed has uh, continued to raise their rate to combat inflation, it has resulted in mortgage rates increasing. So okay. we've seen rates that were 3% last year increasing up. We're around mm. 6.5%, 7% these days. Okay. Um, is that a pretty good average right now? I mean, what, what, you're, what you're seeing? About yeah. Six or seven? Yes. Okay. That's the average right now. It's not, uh, broadly speaking, it's not necessarily historically super high. Right. We've seen interest rates as high as 15, 18% yep. Yep. in the yeah. 1980s, but yep. uh, compared yep. to a year But, but Reagan took ago, it down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people are feeling it, right? Yeah. Right. I, I was reading some statistics that, that buyers buying power from a year or two years ago has decreased anywhere yeah. from 30 to 40%. Yeah. So if they could have purchased a house at a monthly mortgage payment of X for $500,000 $500, house, now it's yeah. $350,000 house. Yeah. So be- people are definitely feeling that. At the same time, we're seeing uh, limited inventory. So it's uh, buyers buying power and demand has decreased, but we're still seeing limited inventory, which uh, makes this weird dynamic within the market uh, because prices haven't really started to come down a ton. Um, Why why would there be limited inventory? Yeah, we're not seeing uh, a ton of uh, construction. We haven't seen a ton of construction over the last two, three years, uh, supply chain issues, all the rest. Yeah. Um, so that has new construction starts have been down over the last couple of years where there's still been a lot of demand. So um, these days. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So, I mean, you would think if there's demand, there's money in the market. Yeah. Right. So then if you have all this demand and you don't have the product that's being made, what's the holdup? What's the what's the jam? That's a good question. I think um, I think it's a, a multitude of things. One is um, supply chain issues. So some contractors aren't able to get the materials in which they want. Yeah. In our local market, if if you wanted to build a new construction house, uh, we have such limited builders and they have limited supplies. They probably want to get started for another twelve months. Your house would be finished in eighteen to twenty four months. Mm. Yeah. So that's our local market. There's also a, a huge shortage of tradesmen. People in the trades, yeah. uh, oh, HVAC, plumbers, electricians, mm-hmm. right. the subcontractors. Yeah, yeah they're so, so booked out, and then getting everyone lined up and right. synced up right. So you builders can, can't guarantee. basically a guy who can sheetrock can basically wear gold chains and drive on thirty-inch rims. <laughs> they can, you know, they can. Uh, Is that what you think of? When, I was just saying. When you like you made it, you know. <laughs> we'll we'll know when cross politics has made it because he's gonna show up with gold chains and rims on his minivan. No, no, no. I'm gonna have somebody carry me in this office. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, set me down right here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. No, that's 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 great. So, uh, yes, the drywaller they can do fantastic. Tradesmen. Any 
anyone who's willing to to put the work in and get into the trades can can have a fantastic really make profession. it right yeah. now. You mentioned to me um, when we were talking before the show a couple of days ago that one of the other issues is you know people locked in at these two to three percent interest rates, yep. and so they don't want to sell their house, yeah, and get in at a seven percent interest right. rate. Totally. Um, you know, you you like you already pointed out, you're also going to lose the you know on the quality. And square footage of what you might be able to buy too. Yep. Even if you you know have make a hundred thousand dollars off the equity in your house or something like that. Hundred percent. The the average outstanding mortgage interest rate right now is three point four percent. Right. So if you're thinking, you mean the average uh, mortgage rate that's currently on on the books with the houses. Right. You got three point four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're gonna sell wow. and trade that mm. for seven percent, like we were yeah. talking about, <laughs> yeah. you're not it's getting any more house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Your your monthly payment's gonna go up, and your quality of house you or which less is. house. Yep. So, right. Exactly. So Natalie, how do you get somebody with three point four percent to want to refinance? Well, <laughs> refinance refinances have gone down completely. I think it's like ninety ninety five percent of there's like only five percent. I don't even know five percent people will refi right now, but yeah, um, you have to be like pretty desperate, right? It used to be a lot of our mortgage lender partners; they were more than half their business was refis, Mm. and then in the last year, all of that's gone. So really, they're just doing mostly new purchases now. Um, So it's it's dramatically different on their end. On our end, in real estate, you always have people that are. We're not seeing a lot of step up home buyers right now, like where when you have you know two kids and then you're all of a sudden you have six kids and then you need mm. a bigger house. Mm. Um, those those kind of situate people are making it work for longer, it seems like, before they mm, have to move. Right. Um, w- but we do always have you know relocations, people that are moving to be closer to family is a really big reason why people are always moving across the country, so especially um, post-COVID. So, but, but at that rate, though, you don't want to even sell the house you have. You're just like, I'm just going to buy a new one. And, is that right? There's one is that out the way yeah, we're seeing a lot more people hold on to their houses, turn them into long-term rentals, which is a smart strategy if you, you know, if you don't want to sell, but then it exacerbates the problem of not having a lot of inventory. So. I remember in 2000 and I think six or seven, me and my wife bought our first house. It was a duplex um, uh, on Home Street o- over behind what was Jack in the Box. I'd wake up at two in the morning and go Jack in the Box. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and, um, and this was in 2006 or seven. And, and I think my mortgage rate was like, I can't remember. It's either six point five or seven point two. I can't yeah. remember. It's one, but it was it was in the range where it is right now. Yeah, and it we, wasn't. We like we everyone first, was like, "That's pretty good." Our, my, my mom and dad, I think, was like thirteen percent. Yeah, or no, I was going to say. My, I remember my father in law telling me that I think he was twelve or thirteen percent in the in the in the eighties sometime. Yeah. And, um, and they, at, he said, and when we got that, we were, we thought we were really blessed. Like it was wow. amazing to get like twelve or thirteen percent. I think the first house we bought was in two thousand eight, and that was at five percent. Okay, um, so. So those are the challenges that are facing kind of the real estate industry right now. So everybody who's in real estate has to kind of have a pretty like, well, what do we do attitude right now? Mm. So how are you guys looking at the market kind of from where you're at? You talking about like real estate professionals? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, if you can't get people to move out their house, what are you going to bribe them with at 3.4%? <laughs> there's nothing yeah. you're going to bribe that person mm-hmm. with, right? Your right. first payment's free. You're going to say, you know how many houses you need to own, sir? At least four, <laughs> right? That's your only option. We've got some great hats. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you can't sell houses and you don't have product, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Well, uh, so uh, the nation has seen a unit drop nationwide of 20% from 2001 to 2000, uh, uh, 2021 to 2022. Um, so there's, like you said, there's less out there to sell. What's a unit drop? 
Uh, so the number of units, number of uh, homes sold in the nation okay. dropped 20% a okay. yep. year from 2021 to 2022. Okay. Uh, in Moscow, we saw a unit drop of 10%. So we're somewhat an insulated market. Little bubble there. Little bubble. So where, uh, when other markets like Phoenix, Seattle, when their appreciation is racing, you know, they're seeing 30, 40% appreciation year over year. We're seeing 10, 20%. So on the, on the positive side, we're slower. On the negative side, we're slower as well. Um, so there is a constriction in the market. I actually like constrictions uh, or pullbacks because when the market's good, everybody's a real estate agent. Everybody gets into real estate. It's an easy way to make money. You know, like the barrier to entry, getting into real estate is low. Um, but when things actually tighten up, you have to provide more value to actually be able to get the clients that are out there. Right. You know, the, the pool's getting a little smaller, so your value proposition has to get better. So that's what we've been workshopping within our, our uh, company is how do we provide more value to our clients such that the 90% that is still out there chooses to do business with us. Yeah. And what if you, I mean, I guess you don't want to spill all your secrets, but what does that look like? Sure. Then? Yeah, I mean, we have, uh, so we run a team model, specialized agents, uh, agents who, who specialize in working with, it's almost like a hospital model. So um, if you were going to go get brain surgery, you probably wouldn't uh, go to your general practitioner doctor, right? Right. You probably go to a brain surgeon who's doing it day in, day out, right. knows that really, right. really well. Same thing in real estate. If you want to go to buy a house, you want to do it with someone who is serving buyers day in, day out. They know the negotiation tactics. They know the uh, the market temperature, everything going on there. So we're in a specialized model between our agents, uh, agents who work at, uh, focus on serving buyers, agents who focus on serving sellers. In addition to that, we diversify up the uh, the rest of the real estate transaction with our transaction coordination team and our marketing team. So we have two full-time marketers, professional videographer, professional photographer. So when it comes to listing a property, I'd say that's where we differentiate ourselves really well with our high exposure marketing strategy and some of the things that we do to position the homes, uh, the properties in which we list to sell them faster and to generate a higher uh, net return for our sellers than anyone else in town. Man. Okay. That was a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, do you think that the market is going to have any change? Because uh, last time we talked to you guys, we we're kind of talking about how much COVID messed up yeah. the whole market. Yeah. Are you still feeling some of the fallout from COVID in that? And do you expect it to continue to have an effect? Or is, is the housing market ever going to go back to normal again? Because, man, COVID is like everybody went tune, tune, shot all over the place, east right. to west. So the, it, it blew up and it kind of inflated everything in one sense. Everybody, like you said, everybody was in real estate. Right, right, right. right. Um, but is the housing market ever going to go back to normal? And, and is the effect of COVID kind of out of the market now? I don't think it's out of the market. Mm. I think we're, what we're dealing with right now is a lot of that COVID money printed inflation. Mm. And now it's like how, the Fed's like, how do we dial this back? Right. Mm. So now the real estate market is seeing the repercussions a year, two years, three years later um, from all of that money printing and everything else. So mm. I don't think. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think's next? I mean, I, I mean, I know no one. You know, it's probably that's like everyone think is asking. You know, what's what's next? But they like, invest in it. But yeah, they. yeah. <laughs> but what I mean, what are you what are you seeing, and what do you think is? I mean, if if maybe we can we can test your your prophetic uh, yeah. gifts uh, for mm. for next year when you come back on the show. Yeah. Uh, but but but, but, uh, but but seriously, I mean, what do you what do you what do you what are, what are the trends you're seeing, and what do you think people ought to expect to see? Yeah. Um, so the height of 
the prices in the market was about June of last year, June 2022. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Right goodness. Um, they've drawn back about 5% nationwide since then. Okay. I think it's going to plateau 5 to 10% drawback from June of last year, uh, right at that plateau for a year, and then start to increase back up. That's kind of what the pattern was. It's obviously different. Uh, causes and circumstances, right. but that was the pattern in 2008. 2008. Yeah. Drew back a year, two years, plateaued, and then started to creep back up. So that's kind of the expectation that I see. You agree with his uh, analysis? In that? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's pretty She's like, good. Good job. Hey, hey, you did a great job on that. Okay, yeah. I got this. is a, This is not a joke. It's, it sounds like it, though, but it's not. I'll try and explain. How many houses do you need to own? Or should you own? Ooh. And I know it sounds because okay, the reason I'm asking is because a lot of people are asking is a home still a good place to invest my money, mm. right? It's hard to get. I don't want to see the whole market go down. It's, I don't even know if I have the money. A lot of um, of the new generations complain. It's so high. How am I ever going to be able to buy a house? That's right. my other question. That one down. <laughs> uh, but how many homes should you own? We love real estate. Yeah. So it's hard. <laughs> I, I think it depends. How many children should you have? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got seven, so uh, I'm going to need more capital. So. <laughs> it's coming. It, <laughs> it's so dependent on what your priorities are and, and where you feel like your area of expertise is. For us, because we live, breathe, know real estate so well, we that's a natural outflow of where we feel it's a good investment for us. Um, there's a lot of opportunity in Moscow to increase the value of your property through hard work and a little bit of creativity. So mm. that piece of it we really enjoy. But if you're if you're if you're not into fixing and flipping, that's it's not the right fit for everyone. Mm. Um, but I do think, regardless of whether you're renting or buying, because the cost is expensive right now, um, it's expensive across the board for renting because a lot of people that own single family homes, duplexes, triplexes have to increase rent because of the increasing cost. So yeah, property taxes going up in Idaho, stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Taxes, everything, inflation, it's just the rates. Yep. Yeah. So if you're going to have to renew hundred, hundred to $200 more on your rental rate, you know, you have to determine whether you want to be spending that, putting it in your own pocket, paying down your mortgage or paying down your landlord's mortgage. So there's, there's a lot of things to consider, but because the cost of housing is high across the board, it's it's very uncommon that someone finds a very cheap option. So um, it's so, just the reality that we're in right now in Moscow. Uh, and and so I, I get a little suspicious um, when I you know a guy calls me and he's selling gold or whatever, and <laughs> and um uh, or there's a gold company advertising and, and what if it's gold from Texas? Um, we're getting there. Oh. We're getting there. <laughs> oh, thanks. Just hang on. Oh. Hang on. That's the next conversation. <laughs> um, and uh, and he's like, you should you should invest in gold. And and um and he said, you know, so I pay him money to go invest in gold. Okay. Um, now why doesn't he just invest in gold? Why, you know, he's selling me gold, and I, and I'm like, shouldn't you just be buying the you know like if if, if gold's such a good deal. And you're trying to get me to buy gold. Yeah, if we were digging for gold, we, I'm not telling you the gold's over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's like, it's like why don't he hide his gold? And, you know, and in the same way, you know, the real estate agents come to me and say, hey, buy, the, buy this house. I'm like, why don't you yeah. buy it? Yeah. Does, does that kind of question make a little sense? Of course. There? Yeah. And we, so we, we buy property. We bought properties last year when yeah. rates were higher and people 
say, you know, some people feel like that's risky, Mm -hmm. but we feel that even if rates continue to increase, you can always, you can always refi and. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. So we, we, we look at every person's situation. Um, so it's hard to say every, I don't believe that everyone should always buy a house. There are situations where people should not buy a house. Um, but we are active investors because we have seen the benefit of real estate and we don't buy things to flip them. We buy them to hold them and to, if you're holding property, it's hard to make a bad decision over a long period of time. Right. The, the people that end up backwards with real estate try to do something tricky uh-huh. and creative and it ends up out of their skill set. So. So part of your answer to Gabe's question is we do. So it's yes. so like he said, yeah. you, know, so take yeah. that. You, you should buy property and they say we do and we are. Um, so that would be part of the answer. Yeah. Um, you said in your answer, there are situations when you should not buy. Mm-hmm. What, what would be some obvious situations where you'd say, hey, um, you shouldn't do that? Yeah, we were, we were talking about this the other day. Um, or Gabe and I were talking about this. When should someone not buy a home now or in Moscow? You know, yeah. I would say if someone comes to me and says, hey, I'm moving to Moscow. I'm planning to be there for a year or two years. I want to see what I think. You know, I might, not, might like it, might not. Not sure if this job's going to work out. If they're going to be in a place for less than two years, I would say most likely you should rent. Yeah. Right. Because there's costs invi- involved in buying a house. There's co- costs involved in selling a house. It very and, and the market is yeah. a wonky place right now. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to be wise for you to buy a house if you're not planning to be there for at least three years. And, and there's costs involved in, in buying a house in the wrong neighborhood. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, 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 neighborhoods you know, like, in Moscow. I, I, I ended so. up. I, I don't like this neighborhood. I'm next to Toby, and it's just you know, it's no good. <laughs> right. So, you, don't, you don't live next to me. <laughs> no, no, no. Toby made very sure that uh, that was when not I the bought case. my property. I, I knew you was on my <laughs> side. side of town. Not a game and all his chickens, and now we're closer here. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I hear people talk about is real estate and how it's a good investment and all this. But put put me up on game. You guys are you got houses with a Z, right? You got houses. What's the game? Like put me up on game how do you do this where this becomes you know people are looking at the people always want to put you up on game on the stock market well here's how you invest but nobody really puts you up on game on the housing market you know so what's the game how do you do it what's what what's What's the process first i call y'all and be like yo yo put put knocks up on this game how much you need i want that mansion and chris gonna say i'm gonna need you to sign right here he's like i got seven kids i'll give you one of them (laughs) (laughs) we can make more right now andrew hasn't been very good (laughs) so what's so how do you what's the process and what are you seeking to achieve by getting in the housing game yeah so the 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 basics is it's an investment right just like gold stocks it's it's a place to make uh, to put your money that you hope multiplies right and the neat thing about uh investment real estate is that there's different ways that you make money through it Mm. four main ways first one is cash flow right uh, someone else is uh, renting your property and you generate income there. The second one is appreciation. Yep. Generally speaking, uh, the real estate market goes up and to the right, right? There's blips in it, but if you hold it long enough, it's going up and to the right. The third one is debt pay down. So that tenant is paying down your mortgage, mm. right? And, addition, and hopefully, in addition to that, you have that's some cash flow. So that's income. at least two houses to do that, though. 
Well, yep. I mean, you pay down your own debt on your own house too. So. Exactly. Okay, I got you. All exactly. Right, so debt paid down. Yeah, that was number four. That's three. Three. No. no. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm. He said it was number four. That's right. And then there, and then there's tax benefits. If you have expenses associated with the property, the taxes on the property, the interest you're paying down on the mortgage, those are tax deductible. Um, so through those different means, from what we've found, you can often get a much higher return on your cash that you put into a, a real estate property than, say, the stock market. I can give you an example. Yeah, yes. please. So let's say, um, let's say you have, there's a lot of money, but let's say you have $80,000 to invest. <laughs> <laughs> For, okay, so you but, ain't talking about me no more. <laughs> it, it, it translates to different ways. Okay. So, so let's say you could put that in the stock market. You can make 10% on that. You can make $8,000 this year. Okay. And, and this is for simple math because it's me. Um, okay. You could start with $8. That would have been $8. You could, you could put that money down 20% on a, uh, an investment property that costs $400,000. Okay. Uh, if you were, were to do that, you might be able to generate cash flow of $200 a month, $150 a month. So you're making $2,000 a month in cash flow. You're making, uh, let's say the market appreciation is um, 10%, 5%. So you're making $20,000 in appreciation. Your debt pay down that first year is going to be $3,000. And then you have tax deductions of $5,000. You're making $30,000 on that $80,000 instead of $8,000 on that $80,000. So because there's different ways to win in real estate, they kind of all stack up on top of each other. And, and plus, I mean, you get to, you get to live in it. Yeah. You don't get to live in gold. Unless you're Knox. That example, you have other people that are living. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, right. or that too. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's different ways to house hack uh -huh. property. We have a, a guy on our team who uh, he purchased a triplex and his, Two other tenants are paying down the mortgage. He's living there for free. So there's there's different ways to go about it uh, that you can wow. build. Yeah. I don't believe there's a, a better way to build long-term generational wealth than through investing in real estate. Mm. Yeah. So, so what about, um, I, I mean, just, just like play the devil's advocate yeah. slightly mm -hmm. here. Um, you know, I, I, I've read about this a little bit. And, you know, people like, you know, some are like, now remember, when you're a landlord, Ooh. Now you know when when they when they the, the toilet runs all night or you know mm -hmm. and, and and overflows on on the on, you know and, and it drips down into the the other people tenants you know um, living room that's your problem and um, and then when they move out and it's a, it's a wreck and you got to remodel that's your problem and um, and then you know tenants are difficult to work with they break their contracts you know so, so there's all the kind of stuff that's your too. problem that's, that's your problem mm -hmm. and so it's like. You just painted a really beautiful picture of 30K, but in reality, how much of that are you actually pocketing? Mm. And, and, and how does that figure into, um, you should do this? Sure. sure. <laughs> Natalie manages I our like property, so I'm looking So we have some properties that are managed by a property management company. Yep. So one strategy is just... I don't want to deal Contract with any of those out. headaches. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at the return on this investment with that number in mind that I'm, I'm yeah. paying someone and I'm not making quite as much, but I'm paying to not what's, deal what's, with it. What's, uh, what's often the take from the, the a management company? What's an average it's take like on that? Eight to 10%, eight percent. To 10 okay. in Moscow. Yeah. Okay. If you are more rural, rural, yeah. rural, they'll, um, yeah. they'll That's how they say take, it in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, rural. <laughs> in Texas, roots coming out. Yeah. Um, they'll take a little more, but, yeah. but the other, I, I have managed ours and they're, um, we've had a couple plumbing things. I would say having, <laughs> See? Had, See? Yes. so Chris, 
when we were first starting, he would do those calls and there are those calls. That's the reality of it. Um, But I think as you build more connections with people that you trust, having someone on call that is your go-to person has been really crucial for us. We have a handyman that is always available, which is great. So um, having connections within your community that you're in, um, if you don't want to handle that piece or don't have the skill set for that piece, but it's something to consider. So, so in, I mean, um, not to belabor this point, but just yeah. so, but you know, you did a back of the napkin sketch and say like, Hey, this is a better investment of your money. Um, what's the reality? I mean, how much of that 30 K is actually going to property management or, you know, fixing the plumbing problem or paying the handyman to do the problem or whatever. Yeah. I would say on average, I'd say max our scenarios, yeah. 50%. So okay. we're, we're at least pocketing, uh, Fifty percent of those benefits. All those benefits aren't um, realized. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some of them are in the property. Some of them are tax benefits tax, that yeah, we see. Yeah. Um, but I would say not more than fifty percent of our top of the line cash yeah, flow right. goes to that type of thing. Right. Which, yeah. which is which is making it still a, a like a legitimate investment. investment like yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. I mean, if you can get fifty, you know, if you're, if you're getting that much back, it's still beating the stock market. You're saying mm-hmm. o- overall, and okay, and something ahead, something now. really interesting that's happening in Moscow is more people are getting into the Airbnb space. Um, We have a town that has lots of events. The two universities have lots of events and parents coming in and out. So we've seen just crazy numbers. Some of our friends that have done this for a while and are really dialed in with it, they're making good returns on converting some of their long-term rentals into short-term rentals Mm. Um, because those numbers actually, you have less, well, there's more, people coming in and out of the property, but, um, and there's that turnover that you have to really get dialed in, especially cleaning and getting good reviews. That's very important, but we've, we've seen a lot of people jumping into that and it's a way to show hospitality to people too. Mm. So I think people really like that aspect of it. There's a lot of women that I know that, um, manage B&Bs that are either on their property or the neighboring property and, and can balance that too. So it's a neat opportunity. That, that's, that's a really cool point. That's a really, I, I mean, I, I don't, I think people sometimes forget that, that mm. element or the aspect of like the, the real gift it is um, to serve people that way. Yeah. Uh, when they want to yeah, come hospitality, they wanna, yeah. hospitality, they want to come visit their family. They want to be able to uh, be in a place that's comfortable for their kids. Right. Um, they want to be able to sh- maybe share meals together. I mean, that's a huge blessing. Yeah. And, um, and Moscow is a big, you know, hospitality town. I mean, it we, is. grace agenda missions conference, the universities, new St. Andrews, Logos school. Um, that, that's, that's really cool. I got, I got, um, two, two questions. Maybe I should turn my barn into, um, Airbnb, but, Airbnb. Um, we'll, we'll get there. No, um, it's going to take some work. And that's not where the chickens are. So, it's, it's above. Y'all might not it's survive. Above the, chickens. the chickens don't. It, it's where the chickens hide. Yeah. Yeah. They're all dead. Uh, but several weeks later, they're not, not dead. There's another one. Um, uh, I like doing practical shows like this. Um, so thank, thank you guys. Um, two, two questions here. One is, um, just a basic question, you know. Actually, one of the reasons why I wanted to get a real estate agent as a partner, he wanted was, free real estate advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Great excuse. Uh, yeah. So I know you can pay Chris to do like this. It's game but, again. No, no. Hey, remember, partnership's not worth it. You're one of my sponsors. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but we we used to have, a, uh, we have, we do a lot of people that would reach out to the show. Yes. Hey, we're looking to move to Moscow. We're looking, at, and we saw people. Uh, you know, people would actually come. Is there an Airbnb place we can stay when you come through town? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so I wanted to find a corporate partner that was in real estate because of just all those questions, all those opportunities. 
um, if someone's looking to move to Moscow, um, the the housing market is tight. Um, how do you, uh, you know, uh, help them? You know, they're moving from California, Oregon, or Washington. You know, which is where a lot of them has come this last year. How do you guys help help them, kind of in a tight market? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question, and we have some strategies as to how go, how to go about it. So let's say we're working with a buyer, like you said, who's make, uh, looking to make a move uh, out here. It's a tight market. You know, they see 10 houses on Zillow and they're like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Um, we do a couple different things. So anytime we sign a listing, uh, we're going to bring a listing to the market. We send it to our clients first, right? So if we can put a deal together and, and give them this uh, office exclusive listing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can often purchase the property before it ever hits the market. They don't have to do the massive bidding war. and Bars. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, you know, we are quick. So a home does come on the market. Our agents out there within a couple hours doing a video tour, you know, showing I've them seen all the this. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And uh, finally, we're proactive. So uh, let's say someone wants to live in a certain neighborhood, Rolling Hills neighborhood, whatever it is, we'll go knocking on doors uh, sending out letters saying, Hey, I'm working with someone who wants to live in this neighborhood or wants to have a purchase house like yours. Have you considered selling? I'm uh, a hustler, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought you should know. <laughs> yeah, I'll be hustling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can attest to this because, because we, we, uh, they sold our, our house in town um, yeah. three years ago or whenever it was. Um, maybe it's longer than that now. It's been like five, five or six. It's probably five or six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like nine years ago. It feels like last year. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. Um, but, uh, but they, um, you know, we, we we signed with them. They were gonna they're gonna they're gonna sell it for us. And we I think we said we set the date for like you know four or five six weeks in advance because we we're like we we're gonna you know do some painting and ranging. Now who's gonna come over and help us set up the staging, staging and everything? Yeah. And then Chris calls me like a week later or two weeks later and he's like, hey, I got some people there in town. I think your house would be perfect for for them. <laughs> would you let us come look at it? I was like, yeah, just let them know it's you know, it's not ready. He's like, guys, yeah, fine. I'll let them know. And we got an offer like the next day or, or two days later. <laughs> and it never, and like the only sign that went up said sold. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, wow. and, 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 that, and since then though, I've, I've told people that regularly, like, you know, um, if you're interested in buying in Moscow, I highly recommend getting an agent um, because of that experience, yeah. because um, there's a lot of, I mean, it's a, it's a small market. It's, and, and there's a lot of word of mouth stuff going yes. on. And, um, Anyways, I can just attest, like y'all watching and listening to this, you know, story did it right for us. Um, <laughs> not even kidding. And, so uh, I got my second question. Oh man, come on, game. Dude, dude, I, I got to go in a second. So I know, you, I know. You, got, like, second, one second minute. you got one minute. Um, uh, when we talked on the phone, so you, you work in the uh, Quad Cities areas right now. With uh, Quad Cities is Lewiston, Pullman, uh, Lewiston, Clarkson, Moscow, Pullman. They're yes. all within thirty-five minutes of each other. Got it. Quad. Um, <laughs> Uh, Is that gang signs? Yeah, yeah. Gang signs. Um, (laughs) But like there's like the Boise market and Coeur d'Alene. There's some really hot markets that you guys aren't in. What's your, you know, uh, why why not get in those markets? Yeah, we're we're testing. The hot market of Genesee. The hot. Yeah, Genesee. Hey, hey, knocks out Genesee. They're already out there. (laughs) We're uh, we're. Proving and uh, improving the model. So, uh-huh. so we mm. are uh, perfecting what we do, making sure that we're, we're serving clients at the highest level. We were talking about our vision just for those quad cities, right? Yeah. We want 50% market share in the quad cities, which is- It's ambitious. It's That's ambitious. Great. It's yeah. serving it. uh, 2,500 families every year on the Palouse and down in the Valley. So mm. uh, we have room to grow here before we- 
uh, growing a Boise, Coeur d'Alene, diff- different things like yeah. that. So, so uh, in the micro, in the next three to five years, our, our vision is to partner with amazing people, grow the team to 50, mm-hmm. 60, 100 people, and really dominate in our local market mm-hmm. before expansion beyond that point. Wow. So uh, give everybody the website where they can go to get in touch with you guys. Yeah, that's going to be storyrealestate.com. We have a contact page. Get connected with us. You can follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram. So uh, you, you guys have time afterwards, maybe for some little backstage. I got a couple questions that you guys uh, started in my head, and I know Pastor has to run. So if you guys stick around a little bit, I have a couple more questions. He's, Otherwise, making, he's making you stick around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> question. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. And go buy a house. That's right. <laughs> I know a guy. Generational. And a lady. Generational. (laughs) Do you smell that? I hope you're not used to it. I'm talking about that vicious, eye-burning, skin-peeling smell that surrounds all of us. The smell of proxy wars with overtones of the parties and Hunter Biden's photos. Feminism, trans madness, faux pandemic, real panic. Climate tyranny, social media slavery, Epstein's suicide. Fair elections with hints of brimstone charred oak, and the Pelosi's stock profits, all stewing in a Houston Planned Parenthood's dumpster in August. That is the smell of the thing we once called America, dead and composting. The postmortem on America isn't complicated. First founded by starving pilgrims and slaves, refugees and immigrants crying out to God for deliverance, this nation was pitched like a tent by men and women struggling in the mud and the dust who survived drought and depression and twice left home to bleed and die and save the world. Yes, there was hypocrisy, pietism, self-righteousness, injustice. But this land became strong despite it all by God's grace and by the sacrifice of farm boys crawling up foreign beaches and the sweat of their fathers, tilling soil and feeding beef. American boys tamed the sky and walked in space. We touched the world with our navy, our love of sports and stories, underdogs and barbecue. And now we touch it all with our rot. The greatest nation in history has been laid low by one simple, evil lies the deadliest was the first the lie that our greatness was our own doing and so many more came after the lies of secularism moral neutrality and self-fulfillment of feminism and marxism the lies of the sexual revolution and evolution pointless wars and taxation inflation and a manipulated currency the lies that lashed out at god tearing away at our belief in beauty, goodness, and truth. The lies that sought to place our own lusts and the lusts of our masters on God's throne. Lies to control, to placate, and to destroy. The storm of lies has reached hurricane force now. Whole states are being evacuated. The deception swirls so fast and furious that the liars don't even bother to hide it. Question, where do lies get their power? Answer from the idiocy of the deceived. How many lies can a people believe before it's their own fault? One, two, 44,000. Lies lose all their power when the deceived become wise, 
When their minds are no longer easy to bridle and control, when they learn to think and can seek the truth through any fog, and when they learn to laugh at those lies, the winds will reverse, the fog will clear. Do not despair. These are the times we were given. We are the people God made for this moment. The faithful and the undeceived will rebuild in the ruins, and we will do it singing, feasting, loving, and laughing. We will plant again and we will harvest 30, 60, and 100 fold. After all, composting empires make the richest soil. New St. Andrews College, liberal arts for lovers of truth, laughing at lies since 1994.